Welcome to a special episode of Good Movie, Bad Movie. In honor of the 4th of July, we're going to talk about Judge Dredd and Dread 3D, the two Judge Dredd movies that exist, as far as I know. It's an interesting choice, I think, because it's stories about the, the police state and authority, stuff that... Uh, we're kind of it's kind of topical right now. More relevant every day. Um, I guess I should introduce us. I'm Sean Lemmy. John Ani. Two John Ani's. Uh, <laughs> Colin Weston is also here. We always have to have four people, so we doubled down on John. Uh, so how do we want to start? Do we want to give a little background on Judge Dredd? Uh, what we know, which is very little, but we know. Some things we know that it was uh, from a, like a comic, kind of like a magazine full of comics from the seventies, two thousand AD. Mm-hmm. Um, British, even though Judge Dredd is set in America, Mega City One, Mega City One, and he's in like this future where I guess the rest of the United States is like become uninhabitable from war, pollution, all that stuff. They call it the Cursed Earth, if I recall. And he lives in what did you what did you say it was called? Mega City One. That's pretty sweet. Which stretches from. What do they say? Like Washington D.C. to like Boston, Boston to something. <laughs> it looked pretty. Big. It looked like it was like most of the east coast of the United States. Well, it's fucking huge. And anyways, they have these guys called judges, and they are basically like a cop and a judge in one. <laughs> they go and, after you and they sentence they're you. They're judge, jury, and judge executioner. Jury. Yeah. So they could be like, "I sentence you to death." <laughs> Boom. It was like a sweet. They always have, like, sweet, like, awesome guns that shoot, like, flares or lasers or you can, like, do all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff with it. Um, so what allows them to come to this verdict that <laughs> they deserve to get shot? I guess crime is just so rampant that it's just easier to have these guys so that like, have ultimate we, power. We, we trust you. We'll trust your... <laughs> well, they talk about this a little bit in the Judge Dredd movie. Uh, it's not really touched on in Dredd. But, like, at some point they... I mean, the the world ended, and so the, the U.S. government isn't there anymore. And so, like, now the, the leadership of Mega City One are these, it's this, like, judge's council, and there's, like, a chief judge who runs it, and he has these other people on the council that advise him, um, and basically their enforcement arm are, are the street judges, like Judge Dredd. Uh, and since they're so totally outnumbered, because crime is so rampant, and Meg City One has a ridiculous population. They said it was like there's like 200 million people. It's like the entire population of the United States. In, and the way it works is they have like these they have blocks, which are like these super skyscrapers. That uh, the one the one we you see in 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 Dread 3D is 200 stories tall, and so it's just full of people and and poverty and and. Uh, Seems like the nicer people live higher up too. Like at the start yeah. of Judge Dredd, Rob Schneider's like a little plane, 
and you see like these, all these people like on like like on top of a roof and they got a pool and it's super nice and then he goes like lands down in his space taxi and everyone's like oh, what the fuck like beating the shit out of each other and he's like oh man uh, should we just like, kind of like walk through it from the beginning or, or a little bit well I suppose I should first say that I have not seen this movie okay. so I guess I'm here to ask you about it alright well first I have to I, I gotta bring up the fact that this movie opens with like scrolling text with J- like James Earl Jones does it, but he's like not in the movie. And this is the earlier one. James this is the earlier Dredd. one. He explains everything about the cursed earth and about the judges. And then what's so weird is like, all right, let's get some Judge Dredd action. And then like it opens and you have Rob Schneider, and he's like this prison. He's like this petty thief who's just gotten out of jail and he's going back to like his slum. And it's like weird that he's the first character you know and you kind of follow him through. And then he like immediately when he gets back to his place gets caught up with like this gang and they start fighting and shooting. And, and then Judge Dredd shows up on his motorcycle. And, Sean, what did you think of, of Judge Dredd when he first showed up? I was kind of excited about it. I was disappointed that the way he delivers the line is, I'm the law. Like, for me, I always thought it was, I am the law. I thought there was a big am, but he uses the contraction form. And it's, it's part of a speech. Uh, in, in Dread 3D, it's also part of a speech that he says that, that big line. Um... But he certainly does not shy away from catchphrases as he quickly goes into his first one when he corners some goons and he says, like, how do you plea? And they say, not guilty. And he leans in very menacingly and says, I knew you'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) And that that catchphrase was the one that really bothered me is... uh, because I saw Dread 3D first, and he d- he does not wait for people to plead because it doesn't matter in in that one. It's a no nonsense action movie. He's already made the judgment, and he doles out the punishment, which is usually the death penalty in that movie. <laughs> well, is he ever like I'm going to sentence you to? There's a there's a there's a scene early on where uh, in Dread 3D where they see like a homeless guy loitering and they're like loitering's not allowed get the fuck out of here and then like later they come back and he's still there he's like I warned you you're going to jail <laughs> well they don't say you're going to jail they say you're like you're going to the what did they the, have? Cu- the cube the cube I don't know what that is <laughs> sounds dangerous I don't know but in in the Stallone dread I mean when he first shows up I don't know it seems it seems so Power Rangers his costume's so bulky his shoulder pads are ginormous they're huge like how the fuck does he even move and they're move? like gold they're like giant gold blocks that he's wearing on his <laughs> shoulders and he opens his mouth and like you, God, I, was, I feel like I had trouble understanding him like more than usual Stallone maybe it just had just been a while since I've seen the slow movie so, and he's like really unlikable too he's such a jerk so what are the special effects like in this one because it's 95 it's sort of the middle ground era when we're just yeah there's like some weird like CG okay so there is there. some computer I thought for the most part they were stuff. okay like I thought they were pretty good for yeah. the time the like, a lot of the CG stuff is, is screens and, and stuff where you can get away with it. Like, being he'll be on, like, a flight floating bike, but you can totally tell the background's fake. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, for the time being, like, I thought it looked okay. The sets are really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously put a lot of money into it. It, was, it wasn't, like, some cheap operation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just it's hard to care about things. There is some, like, some good action early on when he, like, first confronts the gang that Rob Schneider's around. And you, like, can talk to his gun and tell it to, like, do stuff. Like, Other than shoot people, yeah. There's like one where you like like armor piercing rounds. I feel uh, like what else? Explosive did he have? rounds. Explosive, the flare. The flare. That that's a big one that comes in handy later because it's like you don't have any more lethal rounds. So use the flare. 
And then after this whole skirmish, like he finds like Rob Schneider, and how does for some reason he he like sentences Rob Schneider for what was he doing? He well, he thinks Rob Schneider was helping the people who were trying to kill Judge Dredd, and the, remember they did kill Rookie Judge, whoever that guy was. Oh yeah, like who cares? <laughs> But then that, this is where in the movie you see that like he's totally unsympathetic towards everyone. He doesn't trust anyone, even like his partner Diane Lane. I guess really? she's his partner. I think sort of. Yeah, she doesn't really do much. Best buddy, Hershey. Uh, like he doesn't trust anybody. So it's it's. I feel like early on it's hard to get behind him. I know he's supposed to be like a tough guy, but I don't know. Just that him sentencing Rob Schneider when it's like established that Rob Schneider is like kind of likable because he's kind of quirky mm-hmm. makes it hard to like dread like right off the bat. Well. They're trying to establish him as a no-nonsense badass, and at the same time, they're trying to make it clear that Rob Schneider's a criminal, but he, like he's a guy we should root for. So I guess it doesn't really bother me. I mean, I mean, this is a character that's famous for his grimace more than anything else. I suppose. Like, I think it'd be kind of hard if, if to get into the movie if he came in and he was like cracking jokes and stuff. <laughs> that's not the right kind of character. But of course, they don't. They don't really worry about staying true to the comics portrayal of Dread, at least as far as I understand it, because pretty much outside of that opening sequence, he stops wearing his helmet for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Which they've never yeah. taken his helmet off in the entire comic. Yes, he's Stallone, I guess. They're paying him millions of dollars. It could be anyone to do that helmet. Well, they say, you know, that the actor's greatest tool is his eyes, right? And mm-hmm. <laughs> You sure Stallone's isn't like a slurred lip? I don't know. Stallone has some beautiful eyes, and there are some shots like that really, really accentuate them. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we see, and he's like talking to the council, and they're like, ooh, he's kind of loose cannon. And Max von Sydow is the leader of the council. Mm-hmm. And then also Jurgen Prock now plays like this other guy in the council who's like kind of a dick. Uh, I and then guess, we cut away yeah. to Armando Asante. <laughs> If anyone remembers is, that is he is. The, I, I remember Armand Basante as being a pretty intense actor. <laughs> like, he's very a, chiseled features. <laughs> he's, like, in some prison in Aspen, and he was he used to be a judge. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what, exactly what he did. I assume just bad shit. Well, we find out later find out his later. backstory, but, yeah. but basically he's chilling in this penal colony and like it's it's like a big prison but he has this giant spacious room that he stays in and there's like giant turrets mounted on the wall that are always aimed at him and he has like force fields around him instead of just a regular cell (laughs) so he's like you can tell this is a dangerous man he's a dangerous man And (laughs) and the warden comes in and he gives him this Box. They give him his badge, right? For some reason, it's like a. It's, it wasn't it's like his a badge. Box. It was like a. His badge is like in the box. But the box turns into a gun. He like gives him the box that like turns into a gun, <laughs> and he shoots the guy. But here's what he does: <laughs> he shoots the guy through the throat, so that the turrets can't recognize his voice anymore. So the turrets actually kill the warden, <laughs> yeah, not voice, him. But it, when that happens, it's not explained how then Armando Asante can get out of the room because, like, his voice doesn't work, and it can sense motion. But we don't worry about that because we cut back to Dread, and uh, he, what does he do that that gets him? I guess it's it's just Armando Asante setting him up. Armando right? Asante, just so we can. Uh, there's not an O. There isn't. Oh. <laughs> Armand, my bad. Well, anyways, we I think we just skip ahead to the point where Judge is framed. Yes, Dread Dread gets framed for 
murdering a reporter who's like gonna expose the the the, the judges have been using lethal force too too much. So kill a deity. So uh, of course Armand Asante also activates a sweet like. NFL robot to fight <laughs> he for He, like, him. goes to this pod shop, and he, like, buy, like steals this, like, huge robot. They, they used to use these, they're called, like, ABC robots for some reason. And they're, like, it's, like, this huge, awesome puppet. They're just, like... The best part about that was the... the Armand Asante says, I thought you couldn't even buy those anymore. It's, like, 60 years old from, you know, whatever imaginary war took place. Mm-hmm. And they got... And the pawn shop guy's like, well, you can buy them if you, as long as you deactivate them. And and so you think that's like a it's like a big thing because this is like a military weapon that ha- that was like decommissioned and deactivated, but it actually just pop like pops a little socket <laughs> open on the head and like connects a wire, basically yeah, plugs it back in and it turns on and it kills the the pawn shop guy. Did it kill the pawn shop guy? It didn't oh no 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 no! no, no. He only had a very low kill count, which was really disappointing. I think it's because the thing like. It really looked really good, but it like wasn't that mobile because like a giant puppet, so they only could they really couldn't do that much with it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's the scene where we find out that Armand Asante is Rico, a former judge, uh, and so they like give him his judge's gear and they're like, "Wait a minute, you can't use that. You like blow your arm off because because judge guns are like DNA encoded." Mm-hmm. But he like sh- fucking shoots pawn shop guy to prove that he was a judge. Uh, and these murders are also, since they're done with the judge gun, they have, like, DNA in them. And somehow they have Judge Dredd's DNA on these bullets. And that's how they uh, they figure out the, or at least they come to the conclusion that Dredd was the one that shot the reporter. Because it has Dredd's DNA in the bullets. So they're going to sentence Judge Dredd to death. But Max von Sydow, as Chief Justice, says... Chief Justice? Chief something. Judge, what? It, Chief, judge. it was Chief something. They call him Chief. Head Judge, yeah. Chief Judge says, uh, "Like it's tradition that you you do the request of uh, an, an outgoing Chief Judge. So I'm going to retire. And when when you retire as a judge, that means they kick you out of the mega city, and you have to go like try to." teach the law to the people that live outside of the city on the cursed earth. They basically give you like a big gun and you're gonna wander out of the desert <laughs> until you die. It's basically a death sentence. But because of that, um, Dredd just gets sentenced to life, so they put him on a prison ship where he meets up with Rob Schneider again. And the, pr- the and the prison ship on route gets shot down over the desert by like hillbillies. Yeah, like of. like Mad Max style. Mad Max cannibals, very Deliverance esque, and him and, for somehow like like I feel like everyone in the ship dies, but like him and like Rob Schneider mm-hmm. get like captured and they're like hanging up you know from the ceiling, and we meet the rednecks and one of them is like a cyborg. He has like a robot arm and he, it's so weird and he's like got like a knob on his head that his father like turns and it makes him like more mad and like more intense. I guess if you like turn it all the way down, he's like. I don't like but it doesn't make sense because he's not a robot. They <laughs> make it clear that he's human. a human who has like robot parts attached to him. <laughs> I guess he's just got this more like mood controlling knob on his head. Yeah, <laughs> Rob Schneider like tries to like sympathize with him, like oh I'm with you guys, and then like oh well, we're like gonna fucking eat you because <laughs> they're cannibals. Um, how does how did Judge get out of that? 
Max von Sydow shows up with a shotgun. Was that was that how? Did he wasn't he loose before that? That's right. He's he's he just like slips his arm out. It's something stupid that's made any sense. They're, they're they're hanging up by a rope, and he just like gets his arm out, and beats the shit out of a bunch of people, and then Max von Sydow comes in and kills, yeah, he like kills kills like some guys who have guns because Judge Dredd can't beat him all to death with his bare hands. That wouldn't be fair. But then the redneck cyborg like comes out of nowhere, and, like pierces him through the chest. He's like. Ugh. And then he kills the robot cyborg somehow, playing with his knob and shit, and <laughs> getting him... No, he, like, electrocutes him somehow. He, like, got his hand stuck in his middle bar, and then, like, did some wires, and, like... I'm sure he had some really dumb one-liner. Would have been a good opportunity for Rob Schneider to help, but... He did nope. nothing. He basically hid. It's like, yeah, He has, like, corner. one helpful thing that he does in the whole movie. There were a few times in the movie when I thought maybe Rob Schneider had died, and they just did not <laughs> accentuate it for some reason. <laughs> But they form an unlikely friendship. Um, uh, so ma- as Max von Sydow is dying, he reveals that he is basically Judge Dredd's father because Judge Dredd is a clone of him. Oh, don't forget the picture. That's r- oh god, that's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in Mega City One, Diane Lane is trying to to get Judge Dredd out of prison, and she opens up Judge Dredd's locker and finds a picture. She finds two pictures. One of them is baby Judge Dredd and his family. And the other one is Judge Dredd and Rico, his old partner. What a twist. But she gives the, she gives the pictures to this nerd guy, who we never see again. And the nerd guy <laughs> analyzes the baby one on accident instead of the one with Rico to try to figure out who Rico is. Because when she, when she tries to figure out who Rico is, she gets locked out. That's classified even beyond judges jurisdiction so so anyway she she yells at the nerd guy for analyzing the wrong photo he's like wait a minute it's like totally photoshop man and they they're like, like a young guy they're like <laughs> what accent is that i think sean was doing surfer guy <laughs> they strip away all the layers and it's, it's like it's okay so it starts out with like family and the baby and then like the family disappears and then like the picnic bench or whatever they're on disappears and it's just like a baby sitting on a table in like a laboratory and that's like oh my god Judge Dredd is some sort of experiment so anyway Max von Sydow explains that to Judge Dredd that he's a clone and also Rico was his clone and the, 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 those are the two clones that, that exist all the other ones were a failure but there was a genetic malfunction in Rico where the gene that makes you absolutely dedicated to the law didn't work and so he, instead of becoming the ultimate cop he became the ultimate criminal <laughs> that's what they say they literally say that just that little the ultimate criminal why would they make that a thing that you can do <laughs> well, it's a genetic malfunction they didn't mean it to happen anyway so that's why so that's why after uh dread and rico became partners dread had to arrest Rico and sent and Dredd was the one who sent him to the Aspen penal colony all those years ago mm-hmm. so that's why Rico set him up because it's a it's a grudge thing like the one guy he thought he could trust betrayed him yeah so so how <laughs> I feel like you just covered a lot of plot there's still a little more like we, I'm having trouble <laughs> We should, we should still explain, like, Armand Asante, his plan. It's, I feel like it wasn't that complicated. He basically just wanted to restart the cloning project, the Janus project, <laughs> and, like, build an army of clones 
that are more like him. I guess perfect criminals or something. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene when they're they're gonna clone more of they're gonna make more Max von Sydow clones, but he like throws out the DNA and sticks his arm into this thing he's where like, like four giant needles come and suck <laughs> his blood out. And he's like, yes, you're gonna be his. Clones. What does that mean to be the perfect criminal? It's like I'm an expert on all of the things: murder, rape, robbery, car <laughs> No, it, it's not expertise because they can't. They can't it, you can't put knowledge into people on a genetic <laughs> level. It's just like he has all the perfect impulses for a criminal. <laughs> he knows how to steal from people just instinctively. But then I think you find out that he was able to frame Dread by working with Jurgen Prochnow, who's one of the council guys, but he's like... Well, I don't know what was in it for him. Well, he wanted to bump uh, Max von Sydow so he could become the new chief judge, which he does. And then he has the robot come in and kill all the other judges on the council. So he's like, he's like running the whole government, even though Rico's the one doing all the work. And then Rico's like, fuck this guy and kills him. And he kills him like the lamest way. It sounds cool, but it sucks. He gets the robot to come in. He's like, I want you to rip off both of his arms and then both of his legs so that he can watch the whole thing. But you don't. You see it from like the bottom of his like legs, <laughs> and you just hear like, <laughs> and, like some blood falls. But and then, what's weird is you see him get lifted up, right? And you yeah. see his and you his heard, legs are dangling. He heard, you heard it say, "Rip his arms off," and you hear him scream, but he doesn't drop. So <laughs> what the hell did he rip off that the robot is still holding him up? I guess like the robot just ripped off one arm. But that was a pretty good point. It's like, he shouldn't still be, like, floating like that. His arm just got ripped off. Okay, uh, how, about, uh, how about Dread from uh, last year? What, what, give me a, 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 brief, a briefer plot synopsis on that one. It's, it's way more straightforward. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, Dread is a stylish action movie, kind of. Like I haven't seen in a while, more maybe more in the style of like, like Hong Kong martial arts action movies than, than uh, than what whatever Judge Dredd was doing. Uh, but the plot very basically is Judge Dredd is training a new recruit. Uh, he's giving her the the like like the field exam, the last test before you become a full fledged judge. And uh, what's her name? Anderson. Anderson. She's a psychic. She's a psychic. Like, she like failed some test, but like you should just give her a chance because she's a psychic. She's a psychic. She's like the best psychic ever in the world, basically. And basically, there's this drug going around everywhere called slow mo. And when people take it, everything goes in slow motion. It's like the coolest thing ever. It's like super artsy looking. Yeah. And I feel like they trace this drug or the criminals somehow that they end the, up just by they... just by coincidence. They hear that there was were three murders. Uh, in uh, Peach Trees. Peach Tree, this big like a like apartment thing that's like a hundred stories high. Two hundred stories. stories high. Because one just isn't enough. Uh, and there's like a drug lord that runs like the upper floors. Yeah, Lena Lena Hetty. Mama is the name of her. Is the and she's like a former prostitute. She's got like, scars on her face. But yeah, no. she's a former prostitute. She got, got She got scar on her face, and she was so pissed she took revenge. And then she like took over all of Peach Trees. There were like three different gangs, and she wiped them all out. So now it's just the Mama Gang, because her name is like, it's like two, it's like two names, like Margaret Madison or something, <laughs> but obviously not right, that. Uh, so she's Mama, and uh, th- so just just by coincidence, the 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 one call they choose to respond to 
is is Mama having murdered three of her, uh, like I think there were drug dealers who were taking something off the top of, or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and so they go there and they find the perps and they kill everybody except for Avon Barksdale, whatever his <laughs> actor's name is from The Wire. From The Wire, yeah. Uh, and they decide to to haul him in because he I guess he was unarmed or something and uh, he's a he's a suspect. Uh, and as they see, as as Mama, who since she runs everything, she has a, she has cameras and stuff, and they see that they're hauling Avon Barksdale out, and they know they they can't let this happen because he'll reveal that uh, Mama is actually in charge of all the production of slow mo for the entirety of Mega City One. So they lock down the whole building, and they decide to to kill Anderson and Dread. And so the whole movie is just Anderson and Dread trying to. Work the way up to the 200th floor to kill Mama and not die. It's basically the Raid Redemption, but I'd say better, actually. Me too. More, more shooting. Yeah, more kind of like John Carpenter's 80-ish style. It has, a, it has like a, yeah. like Sean was saying, a Hong Kong vibe to it and just the style of action and then also kind of like an 80s-ish or just some sort of retro quality to it and the soundtrack and the atmosphere and just the design of everything. Dredd just looks way better. Like, I feel like in those old comics, he always looked really lean and kind of lanky. Like, Stallone's so fucking bulky, and he's, he looks like this weird, like, ripped Power Ranger. And Carl Urban just looks, like, way more appropriate. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't have much of a chin to speak of, but he's got a great voice. And a great grimace. Yeah, his frown is fantastic. <laughs> and that is really key to this character. Because he never takes his helmet off. Okay, I'm just about to ask <laughs> Hell no. Not even once. At the very beginning, you see like his silhouette as he's putting his helmet on, and it's never off. The rest really, of the interesting. And I really respect him for that. I mean, you could get away with that if it's Carl Urban. <laughs> I feel like he was like all for it too. He's nothing he fought against. I don't feel like he's a big enough star to mm-hmm. fight against it. They just cast him. It was better chin. <laughs> he nailed the the menace though. I mean, I mean he made it work. He, he may, especially because they partner him with Anderson, who, because she's a psychic, she never wears a helmet. It's like, he doesn't have time for any of her bullshit. He is just going to go out there and fucking do his job, and he's better at it than anyone else. He takes his shit seriously. <clears throat> I think right off the bat, you can see that it's, like, way more simple. Like, it doesn't go so deep into all this, all the politics of Mega City, which really aren't that interesting. They're pretty generic, actually. This is just... This is just slick style, stylized action, and you care about the characters. They're good. They're good enough for this kind of story. And I think with with a dread picture, it's got to be more just about like what the environment is like and, and how these people handle it. And since Judge Dread is all about the politics and these big character reveals, the vibe I definitely got from that movie was like this would be this this seems like maybe like if the comic strip had accidentally gotten canceled or something and they had to wrap it all up or like this is the third movie in a Judge Dredd trilogy yeah. where they can finally make all these big reveals like oh my god they killed Max von Sydow yeah, he's, a, he's a clone he's got a brother like it's all this it's all so heavy for the first movie like they're throwing so much at you like so if much they had done two Judge Dredd movies where Sylvester Stallone never takes his helmet off and then you do this one where it's like oh my god his helmet's off it would have been a big deal but as the first Judge Dredd movie, they really did not leave themselves a lot of room as a franchise to either establish themselves or go anywhere after this movie, to be honest. Well, do you get, did you get the vibe that they were setting up for a franchise? I feel like all of Sly Stallone's movies from the 90s were like, 
I don't know, just a one-off thing. Like, it, it, this wasn't going to go well. So They, they gave it the perfect, like, when, when, they, spoiler alert. When he, <laughs> oh, my God. When he kills Rico oh. at the end. What? They're like, uh, Judge, would you like to be the new chief judge? Because, like, everyone's dead and our whole government's destroyed. And Judge Dredge is like, no, I belong on the streets. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't even say streets, right? You had to kind of say, like, straights. Streets. Right. on the street. So he, like, walks by everybody, gets on his motorcycle, and, like, drives off into the city to, I guess, go back to work. Uh, and by the way, he's just stealing someone's gear, obviously. <laughs> not his. <laughs> some, some poor guy is stranded in the city now. Uh, but it's, so they're, they're like, all right, we're going to keep doing more of this. Instead of just, you know, setting him up as the chief justice and like, maybe things will be better in Mega City now. It's like, no, things are definitely no, worse than they ever were out before. how things are like way, way worse, basically. Like all the, like all the dreads had been killed. All the he, dreads. All the judges. <laughs> fuck, I don't know. That works because they killed all the clones, too. <laughs> I always get confused. What do they call them? Judge Dredd. I know they're all judges. But anyways, like they're all like dead, and Judge Dredd just, like, won't lead them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, so you like, kind of cut us off before we went deeper into the Judge Dredd plot, but that's probably fine. But Rico does, like, he's, he sets these bombs all over the city, and he's blowing up judges and, and Moss. And then Diane Lane has one on her motorcycle. And she, like, jumps off it and runs, like, two steps, and she's fine. So earlier we saw these bombs blow up whole buildings. Like, why is this one... Did it just malfunction? Or is... It, I don't know. It's, it's a bomb. I guess, yeah. You know something else that was weird about the climax is they're, like, in that laboratory, and they're kind of fighting a little bit, and then, like, somehow they're, like, in the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Was, like, that part of the... Is the laboratory built inside the Statue well, of Liberty? don't forget that that also started with, like... We gotta go flying where they're hiding. And then they, like, <laughs> they get in the sewers and they open one door and all the bad guys are in there. It's like there was actually no tracking them down. Yeah. Go flying where they're hiding? Is that what you said? Something like that. <laughs> I love your Stallone. It's so indecipherable. <laughs> there's, they, he meets up with Diane Lane. Uh, Hershey. Hershey. I'll try to keep referring to them as their characters. He meets up I with. Don't think it really he meets up I with, keep calling them all the dreads, so yeah, just go with it. <laughs> he meets up with Hershey, and, and Rob Schneider's still there, and they were like, you should keep bringing Rob Schneider around. He's a good guy. So they're like, okay. What let's, does he contribute to oh, the. He <laughs> is good at Pause. machines. He's the Donatello of uh, their group. Yeah. Uh, I think he's the, the one that dissembles like, the robot yeah. at the end. He, like, Messes with wires and, and in the end the robot's gonna kill Hershey I think yeah and uh, Rob Schneider who's been shot and you're like okay so he's dead but no this is another time where he come back out of nowhere and he like unplugged the robot because it's really simple to turn that robot off it's just one plug mm-hmm. pretty ineffective it only kills like four people it just looks really cool and then, you know, it ends really lame, and, like, somehow Armand Asante, like, falls down. Like, oh! <laughs> the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the flare scene. That's, like, that's how I imagine Armand Asante makes all his paychecks, is just <laughs> falling off the buildings. The go-to guy for that back then. Um, how does Dread end? Does that have a satisfying conclusion? It is awesome. Mm-hmm. They get to the 200th floor. They get to Mama. I mean, there's there's a bunch of double crosses and stuff that I won't I won't even get into. They get to Mama, and she's like, "Bitch, you can't kill me because I'm hooked up to this bomb that'll go off if it stops detecting my heartbeat." 
and Judge Dredd is like, oh, really? And he fucking shoots her and throws her off the 200th floor after giving her a heavy dose of slow-mo. So she, like, feels herself falling for, like, infinity. And then she feels herself impacting against the ground for, like, infinity. It's super painful. You see it in slow motion. You see her face, like... She's, like, getting smushed blood and blood just goes everywhere. And, and her, like, heart thing, like, doesn't doesn't go off because like too far or something and Judge was just like yep so how, how do these movies compare in, in terms of <laughs> violence and how that's used was the first Dread or Judge Dread was that rated R it didn't feel if it was mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it okay. it was just people getting shot and then they fall down it was there isn't really any gore to speak of I mean there's that, that you, one guy you gets his even, arm ripped off but it sounds like you screen. don't even see that so. yeah you don't even see that while, while as Dread is like incredibly violent with like Oh, I just remember early on, like he shoots like a fl- some sort of flare thing in a guy's mouth, and his head's like, <laughs> like starts burning, and like the first the, the first two big shootouts are with people who are on slow mo, so you like watch them get shot in super slow motion. Oh, and there's another fantastic one where Dread and Anderson like break in through. It's the one where that Ivan Barksdale is in, <laughs> and like they have a shootout, and you get to see half of the shootout from slow mo, and you see all these guys getting killed in slow mo, and they're just blood everywhere like going through guys jaws and stuff like you see every hit and every impact and it looks it looks so cool and it was made for 3d right so yeah it was made for, so i can only that imagine <laughs> that been. i bet it looked like really great but yeah that one was way way more violent and way more entertaining <laughs> though i feel like judge dread did have some entertainment value i, I was never bored there was there was that one part where him and <laughs> rob schneider so we're on the like hover bikes flying around the city, and they're chased by those other like cops that were aren't like judges. They're like wear like black. Like I call them the sleeper cops. <laughs> they never explained what those guys were. Anyways, but they're like chasing villains. him and Rob Schneider around, and every single time one of the other guys crashes their bike, it causes like the biggest fucking explosion <laughs> you've ever seen. That one bike hits a building. It's like <laughs> it's so huge. They fly through an electronic. It's like a oh, projected billboard. It's, it's, there's like no actual physical substance, but for some reason it's like it's like chomping up and down, <laughs> and so they all fly through it except the last guy is too slow and he and he smashes into again. This is just like projected imagery, but it, it crushes. It's him like and laser. It's like laser ad. Uh, the fight. I don't think I understood yeah. that, but uh... I don't think I understood it, and I watched it happen. <laughs> The redneck stuff is cool. I thought it was kind of cool when, like, Dredd, like, tried to get back into the city by, like, finding this this tube where, like, fire comes out, like, some sort of exhaust tube, and him and Rob Schneider, like, run through it. They have to, like, time it just right, because the fire comes every couple of minutes, like, and they got to run down. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Could Dredd run very fast? Or is it, well, at this point, like he, he didn't have any of his... his, his uh, judge gear at that point. Yeah, like the whole he was movie just like in prison. It's basically he says just alone in a t-shirt. <laughs> what, what I remember about one scene is he takes off his judge's armor, but he's still got like the under clothes on. So it's got like he's got like a long sleeve shirt on, but then in the next shot, his sleeves are gone and they never come yeah. back. They're just like right, he looked better in tank top. Yeah. Get the guns out. <laughs> so so Stallone looking pretty ripped at this point. This is kind of a transitional period from. Real muscle into st- old man steroid era. I think it's transitional. He didn't look like super ripped. He's in pretty good shape, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like like Rambo two or three. Like, or like Rambo three is like super ripped. <laughs> it was more lean, lean muscle. 
Okay. He's still pretty intimidating, though, especially when he had, like, all the armor on, because, like I said, he had the biggest fucking uh, shoulder pads you've ever seen. Uh, yeah, but... And, and John's right that it looks like a Power Ranger, because he's, like, basically wearing, like, spandex with these the armor on top of it, you know? Unlike... Yeah. Unlike uh, the Dread 3D, where it's he's, like, clearly wearing, like, lean body armor. And like, oh, yeah, that looks like it maybe makes sense. Looks like something a cop would actually wear. Maybe, like, in the future. Yeah, I don't know what purpose sh- giant shoulder pads would serve. <laughs> just looking bad. Just looking at, like, comparison photos and stuff. Yeah, the the Carl Urban one just looks, like, a little more real. It's not, as, it's not nearly as shiny. It doesn't have, like, gold chains on it. Gotta have your gold chains. The helmet, I thought, looked a little cooler, too. It doesn't have, like, metal protector around his junk. <laughs> I think that's what you makes him like Irish. Here's the cod piece. Yeah. <laughs> and so he like shoots him in the crotch, and it's outside the pants for some reason. <laughs> that's how you wear it. That's the style. Uh, let's see. I wonder who I wonder who made the first Judge Dreads because I remember we saw a lot of names. Like I don't know who any of these people were. Like did this destroy all their careers? I, I recognized one name because I'm pretty sure he's like a really generic action writer, Stephen E. D'Souza. Let's see. I'm going to look up some of the stuff he's done. I know I've seen his name on a lot of things. Commando, Running Man, Die Hard 2. This is a guy who's like, he's done some good stuff, but like, all done like a lot of generic action stuff. And what I found really interesting about the writer of Dread 3D is that it was Alex Garland who like has done 28 Days Later and Sunshine and like this stuff that's like smart and like cerebral. He's good at smart apocalypse stuff. Yeah, and I feel like Dystopia. he actually he actually sat down with the, the writers of the comic, you know, the guys, and just, you know, shot around some ideas, and they liked everything. Whereas the first one, I feel like the closest it gets to paying, like, homage to the comics is the opening credits, where it's, you see, like, a bunch of Judge Dredd comic books, and the credits, like, play over, like, shots of the comic. And, like, it's like, oh, well, we put that in there. People, oh, there, we did our job. <laughs> the comic books are literally in the film. How can you not say it's faithful It's basically to like in Juve Bowl's, like, House of the Dead, how they actually have, like, clips from the game. It's like, right. well, that makes it faith- a faithful adaptation. <laughs> um, Always a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> like, Judge Dredd isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, the Stallone one. It, I don't know, it just felt really generic action movie. For, considering you have, like, a character with such a cool, like, universe, and, like, they, they kind of approach him in such the safest, most kind of bland way. When there's, like, you could have made it gritty and cool. Like, the other one, that's what, I'm glad it finally got that, you know, treatment. And but I didn't think it was awful. It's just, like, don't need to make the end of the world story your first story. I mean, that's that's kind of my problem with where comic book movies are going now, where it has to be like a big invasion or something. It has to save the whole world instead of like, why can't you just like go be a cop? And that's what's so cool about Dread is you have this like very clear sense of like this is just another day. Like he's just gonna do the same shit tomorrow. It's not that big a deal to him. Even though it's crazy and so intense and so many people die. <laughs> well, that's interesting because he would say, well, they got to save the world because you got to raise the stakes as much as possible. But I guess if you do, if you have a character that's doing stuff that's that intense and that sort of death-defying, it, it, it can still work, it sounds like. I'm, I mean, he's... 
he, he's basically a cop at the end of the day. I mean, they call him a judge, and it's it's fun to you know like watch him give sentences and stuff. But at the end of the day, like he's a street judge, which means he's going around like yelling at drug dealers and, and that sort of stuff. So to elevate that all the way up to he's saving all of society, a race of super Armand Asante men. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just it's it's too much. I just like I said, I keep coming back to the idea that like this should have been like the third Judge Dredd movie. It's, it's it doesn't work as the first. And it's weird that neither of them really give you an origin story. They both they both give you background into the character. I mean, very 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 minimally in in Dread 3D, but in Dredd's Dread, obviously you learn you learn about his birth and you get hints at his academy days, but. I guess there's just no one wants to see Judge Dredd becoming good at his job. Well, I don't know. In Judge Dredd, it sounds like you get a lot of his backstory with all that. Yeah, pictures and <laughs> explanations about his childhood. You get a lot of that, but also it's just like taken for granted that Judge Dredd is the best Dredd, and everybody respects him. Like the whole first part of the movie is like, Dude, you see that? That was Judge Dredd. Like that very first shoot, everyone's like, "Oh shit, man! Judge Dredd's here! Oh no!" Any other pressing questions? Uh, what's with the soundtrack like to the Judge Dredd movie? Is there like a cheesy '90s pop ballad at the ending credits? Um, no, I think it was Alan. Is Alan Silvestri? Yeah, so it was kind of just like RoboCop or something, like, <laughs> like just heroic, basically. Yeah. Okay, Hero- not I feel as like, memorable as the RoboCop. I feel like, even though. I feel like Judge Dredd on its best day is like a poor man's RoboCop. Because <laughs> like RoboCop is really similar, but like it's like R-rated and it's way funnier. And and the social rockier. satire is more compelling. Yeah, it's just sharper. And uh, RoboCop, by the way, he does not save the world. He destroys a corporation. It's like it's a pretty big goal. Mm-hmm. It's more practical. Yeah, he doesn't even he doesn't even really save Detroit. So if we're talking about recommendations, if for some reason you like the the Stallone <laughs> Judge Dead, I guess I'd say go watch RoboCop because it's 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 sort of similar but just like way better, way more fun. You'll have a you'll have a good night. Won't be so serious either. Like Judge Dredd is super serious. It's not really that funny. Like I think that's why they put Rob Schneider in it because like we need a a character that everyone can relate to, but. I, I wasn't really feeling it. I didn't think he's very funny. He's pretty lame. I feel like that's the problem with Stallone. Is he? He's so stiff. He's never cracking jokes. Yeah, like Schwarzenegger. I feel like is more. That's what makes Schwarzenegger to... so much more. I don't know, fun to watch because he's, he's the king of the action movie one-liners. I mean, he Judge Dredd had his puns, I guess, but they're all just stuff that he probably would say because part of his job. You know, like, <laughs> well, that that was what was funny about it too is like how many like judge puns he made, about, like about sentencing and, and that sort of stuff. Because he's been doing this for like thirty years at this point. Does he is he making the same jokes? <laughs> yeah, over and over he probably every says day? that like every day after he gets someone. <laughs> like this is not just occurring to him. You know, I feel like there are those kind of people though. They're <laughs> <laughs> like their jobs are so monotonous that they kind of, for some reason, get pleasure in telling the same jokes over and over again. Judge Dredd's just one of those sad kind of people. <laughs> sad, sad, sad. Yeah, he does at one point say, "I had a friend once." <laughs> <laughs> well done. What if you like the the new Dread? What would you recommend? 
For some reason, I, I, I'm almost thinking Looper just because it's another sci-fi movie that has, like, fantasy elements in it. Um, and they're, they're both pretty, like, like edgy, I guess. So I think that would be a good one. Also, The Raid Redemption, because, like, this exact uh, yeah. same movie. Not quite as, uh, not quite as uh, style. I don't know. It's not... It, it's good. It's good. Well, uh, The Raid Redemption is a really good... Kung, I mean, it's a, it's a different kind of martial arts than, I, than I've seen in a lot of movies. It's kind of grapple-heavy. Uh, and and that's the appeal of that is is watching all the sweet fight scenes, and and this is just stylish explosions and gunshots, which comes off a lot better somehow. Than even though it's probably a lot harder to choreograph all those fight scenes. <laughs> the Raven Nation has some long fight scenes. I don't know if you remember how like yeah. like that the fi- the two on one fight scene and short guy fighting tall guy. Mm-hmm. Sean, are you ready for your final verdict? What is the good movie and what is the bad movie? I'm gonna... And on what merits do you declare this to be so? So I can't just say because Dread is, like, obviously a better movie. Mm, You know. (laughs) I I mean, people were already kind of knowing that going in, but we could narrow it down. I would say that what are the three things that make Drudge Dread a bad movie? That make it a. I'm not sure. I would say it, it's a bad movie. It's just. Well, that's what we're saying. It's <laughs> bad. It's bad. I'd say not... between the two, it's the bad movie. Yeah. But I don't know if it's mm-hmm. a bad movie, uh, because it's it's overly ambitious in the scope of its story. It's uh, lacking in character charisma. Uh, the acting's fine, I guess. Uh, I mean, like, Diane Lane is in this. We mentioned that before and didn't really go into it any more than that, but she's she's there. I feel like Overly Ambitious kind of covers it. That covers <laughs> a lot. Like, this movie tries to be so big. I don't know if I can think of a one-third thing in particular. Uh, maybe a lot of... Maybe there's some littler things. It's an action movie that didn't do enough with the action I don't think either to really stand out it had cool uh, th- that chase scene was cool uh, the fight with the cannibals is kind of cool uh, but there's not like a, the final fist fight with Armand Asante is not that compelling uh, Armand Asante like, he's pretty good but d- did you really ever buy him as like oh yeah this guy is equal to Sylvester Stallone not really he's, he's not nearly as ripped he looks like he's kind of balding too like, he just didn't <laughs> seem like the perfect physical specimen I never thought he'd like have the upper hand and I don't know yeah he wasn't that intimidating <laughs> like there are a lot of guns but I don't think there's a really good gunfight in the whole movie no not one that would stick with you well, there's lots of good ones in, in Dread 3D it's just so entertaining it's simple and it's stylized Mm-hmm. Like it, it's an action movie that can still be like art, like it's artsy. There's some really like the slow mo stuff is really cool. Like it does really remind me of like Danny Boyle type movies that that have that kind of ADD visual style to them. And it's not surprising. I even got kind of like a Akira or, or Ghost in the Shell vibe. Ghost in the Shell, I can definitely see. Yeah. So, would you also recommend that? Maybe. Sure. Yeah. The Matrix. Any anything like that. <laughs> Why not? Uh, <laughs> I think you really need to recommend the Matrix to anyone. I'm sure <laughs> it's time. If you've been waiting, uh, now that you've seen Dread, I think it's time to check out the Matrix. <laughs> Dread 3D, good. 
Judge Dredd, bad. And that is that. It's just about ready to do that thing. I don't want no tears, I don't want no lies. Above all, I don't want no alibis. This judge is hip, and that ain't all. He'll give you time if you're big or small. Fall in line, or this coat is neat.